Week 16, some holiday matchups. The Lamar and the Ravens absolutely uh, embarrassed the 49ers on their own turf. The two-seed versus two-seed. Cowboys road woes continue. And how about those Raiders stun the the AFC West division rival Chiefs? All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock Dan Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. We appreciate you. We love you. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed hope everyone had a happy holiday and a merry christmas uh as we sit here i'm still on the road traveling i'll be back uh, home soon doing a few podcasts road game pods uh how was your holiday matt hope everything went uh, well for you there and uh, and uh, looks like uh, you got through it okay and you stayed home this holiday i did uh, things were good um we always my family's all local so we were at my parents and sisters for eve and then we had people here uh, did my best to keep up with these games. Uh, NFL Plus was helpful in that regard, and it was nice yesterday that there were standalone games. And frankly, I pretty much kicked kicked everyone out by Ravens Niners, which was the one I was looking forward to the most. Which we'll probably mm-hmm. dig into here first. But just a quick announcement I want to throw out there is Ryan McDowell, my my co-host on Locked On Dynasty, just threw this out on Twitter that he's stepping away from that podcast and. Um, when I got let go from ESPN, one of the first things I wanted to do was a, a dynasty podcast. There wasn't many of them out there. And Ryan was the first guy I reached out to. We did dynasty blueprint and then the locked on network kind of took us over and we've been locked on dynasty ever since with, with you know, Kate and Marcus. So we're going to do this week and then I'm not sure what the status of that's going to be. So I just wanted to let everyone know, and it, Ryan's a great dude, continue to you know check out his work. He's still doing stuff all over the internet and it was a blast. Yeah, Dynasty Blueprint. Man, you guys were doing that one for a while, too. So uh, Quite a while. Doing the Dynasty thing for a long I mean, for those that don't know, Williamson Podcast OG. Football Today, right? That was like yep, – It was the biggest football podcast in the world at the, in the ESPN days. So It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> podcast OGs. Um, yeah. That it's, was nearly eight years to- ago, Ryan said. Nearly eight years ago, we started Dynasty Blueprint. So Yeah. yeah Very different crazy. podcast world eight years ago, yeah. too. Oh, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's funny trying to get through to watch all these games. Like, okay, at the in-laws, you got to put the, the the Christmas movie on TV for the kids. So I'm, like, taking my uh, my laptop to another room so I can focus on some games that I need to see, trying to get yeah. them to talk them, trying to get them talking to watching some games on Sunday. Then there's Saturday and there's Monday. It was a wild weekend of uh, of sports. We're going to try to break it down for you, and it starts with – uh, you guys had a good Christmas, first? though. I should I should ask that oh, first. Yeah. I mean, you and your I son mean, had, yeah, a, yeah, your son had a great one. That's the most important. Oh, yeah. he too much stuff, man. Like just <laughs> yeah, I remember those these days. kids, man. The amount of presents they get is like uh, they the technology is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, yeah my son's Christmas wish my my son's Christmas wish list was a car. That was the only thing on it. He didn't get one. 
<laughs> Get him a, an RC car or a Hot Wheels or something. Yeah, the seventeen-year-old not like year, that. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next year. Uh, we the have a new Niners here. Or what? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have a new betting leader for the MVP, and we kind of knew that would be the case potentially with a Brock Purdy versus Lamar Jackson, maybe even Christian McCaffrey conversation about how that game went Monday night with the 49ers and the Ravens. And um, early it was all defense on both sides. There was an ugly interception from the 49ers and Brock Purdy in the red zone. Then there was an ugly safety by Lamar Jackson and both teams feeling themselves out. And then all of a sudden it was really the Baltimore Ravens that took control of that football game and beat the 49ers in all aspects, including coaching. I think, I mean, that was just a well-rounded victory for the the in a statement game for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens against the 49ers to go into Santa Clara night game of uh, late game for your East coast clock for those Baltimore players and uh, a resounding 33 19 win for the Baltimore Ravens. And they're sitting in a great spot. The 49ers still in a good place. You know, this was a non conference game for them. So it didn't have as much to do with who's going to get the one seeds, but both teams wanted to win. It was good on good. It was a really fun game and uh, super impressed by what I saw from the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night. 100%. And I, I I think it's a foregone conclusion if the Ravens beat Miami, which runs a similar offense, which I'll get to in a minute, that the 49ers do. But if the Ravens win that game, I think Lamar is going to be the MVP. They'll probably rest guys in week 18. Uh, I'm not saying that that race is over, but it's pretty real, real, real firmly in his corner now. And he's been tremendous this year. I just want to mention Jackson because his stats don't blow you away like his last MVP season, but his like subtle movements in the pocket and keeping his eyes downfield and high-level quarterbacking stuff has gotten noticeably better. I thought Zay Flowers was awesome in this game, and their offense is well-rounded and hard to play against. But the other side of the ball I thought was more interesting, and we talked about this. I'm sure you talked about it all week that this Ravens defense, especially with Roquan and Hamilton, but really their linebackers and safeties is kind of built for this. And I think they're built to play Miami as well. There's so much talent and versatility in the middle of the field. And it makes me wonder, this is something that is offseason conversation. Might people start valuing every down linebackers, but even more so versatile big safeties more than they used to with all these teams running Shanahan offenses. You know, you need real stars in the middle of the field. You can't be the Eagles cutting corners up the spine of your defense anymore. But Ravens gave them problems. I'm I'm sure you're the same way. I'm not worried at all about Purdy and some of the interception stuff was fluky, but I do think McDonald, their defensive coordinator, was in his head and giving him a hard time. And the pass rush was really strong. And Trent Williams' injury sure didn't help either. Yeah, the, the 49ers had three-fifths of their offensive line different by the yeah. end of the game. So that's not ideal there. But they had, you know, Trent Williams is there for most of it. And it, um, it wasn't until the second half when he went down. So that's not a reason why. Uh, a great game plan by Mike McDonald. And that's why I oh, said I think the 49ers got out coaching this one. They, they ran a lot of dime against the 49ers. And the 49ers did go through a period where all of a sudden they're like, okay, I guess we're just going to have to run the heck out of the ball on these guys. And it started to work, but then they got behind in the third quarter and they couldn't do that anymore. So um, that's an interesting blueprint. And I wonder if we're going to see more of that. <laughs> it's going to be hard to stop the run for most teams. The The Ravens are uniquely talented in the back seven to throw more DBs on the field and, and play a game like that. And I wonder if they'll do yeah, it again against yeah. the Dolphins next week. So very interesting matchup there. Um, well played by the Dolphins all around. I was impressed up front, um, you know, and, and the big difference between say the Eagles against the Niners Ravens against the 49ers is the back seven, the talent there yes. 
uh, and uh, it made things a little bit more difficult and, you know, some fluky stuff and some bad luck and it would be interesting and, and maybe we'll get to see that one run back again. And Now if these teams had to look at each other, right, which is the big thing with Lamar, 20-1 and one now against NFC teams. When you see Lamar for the first time, it's different. It's different. Even oh, if you think different. you're good yeah. against other athletic quarterbacks, Lamar is different and he made some big plays and extended some plays. And uh, Yeah, it's a fun one and I kind of hope we see it again in February. I do too. I think they're the two best teams. I mean, Frankly, if I were to do power ranks right now, I would just make the Niners number two instead of number one and then make the Ravens number one instead of number two, you know, from last yep. week. And they're both really, yep, really good. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's where they're at. All right, we got to talk about the two-seed against two-seed Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, Browns, Texans, and, wow, the Raiders really making the Chiefs. The Chiefs are questioning themselves. You can see it in their eyes, in their body language on the field. we got yeah. a lot to get to here on the Week 16 review of Christmas NFL football next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. And if you get that extra $150, Bet it on NFL spreads, player props, tons of ways to play, over-unders. I love the parlays. Building your own parlays on FanDuel is so fun. Uh, you've got not only NFL football, the college football playoffs coming up. You've got uh, uh, Major League Baseball offseason stuff. You can still bet on MVP, which, as I mentioned, it's Lamar Jackson. No surprise, has overtaken Brock Purdy as the number one betting favorite there. It changes seemingly every week, so we'll check in on that. Coach of the year, Super Bowl champion. NBA, NHL, you name it, you can find it at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. How about those Dallas Cowboys? It continues. They, they're just bad on the road. They're a different football team yeah. on the road than they are at home. And the Miami Dolphins needed to, for their resume purposes, and look, big resume builder next week against the, the Baltimore Ravens there, the 11-4 and Dolphins defeating the Cowboys 22-20 Sunday. Yeah, really good game, back and forth, pretty evenly played. I kind of came away with this one. I know that you just mentioned the, the Dallas road thing, and that's very, very real. But I kind of came away from this that this would be a pretty even series if they were to do a best of seven, best of 111, whatever. Um, a couple takeaways, though. CD Lamb's unbelievable, but it feels like when you're talking about the big boys, and I'm including Pollard in this, that they might be a little short on weaponry, you know, compared to some of the best teams, you know, the Ravens and Niners, et cetera. Um, but I also think we really need to stress how good the Dolphins' defense has been basically since Jalen Ramsey returned. I mean, I remember when he got hurt, I'm like, there's no way he's even coming back. He's coming back, and the whole defense has been taken to a new level. He's a huge piece. And, you know, the Cowboys scored late to to get this game a little bit closer, yeah, too. Yeah. They had only had 10 points on the board going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Fangio's defense is doing a fantastic job there. They've got some talent on that side of the ball, too, so it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Well-coached and, and some talent, even without, you know, the the Phillips injury hurt them, but uh, Chubb coming up big. And so uh, really interesting team. And, and, yeah, you see the dynamism, especially when you see a team like the Dolphins and, uh, you know, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and Mostert and A-Chan, just all the speed these guys have, even with some of them in and out of the lineup with some injuries – 
when you play against a team that doesn't have that much dynamic talent and C.D. Lamb is good a receiver. He is. He's not like a four three guy, you know, running by guys and and playing that brand of football either. It's pretty stark sometimes. And the Dolphins have that. The Cowboys, you're right, might be just a hair short there. And while they're a good football team, uh, you're not going to win a Super Bowl if you can't go on the road. And they're three and five on the road and perfect seven and oh at home. I mean, I don't know if any team is yeah, that different home and road. And if this was in Dallas, then. You know, maybe they they beat the the Dolphins because this was the twenty two twenty football game, uh, and you know, and the Dolphins are kind of the opposite. They're seven and one at home, and not quite as good on the road either. So that home field is so important, and um, and right now it looks like the Dolphins are going to have more home games in the playoffs than the the Cowboys will. They're they're going to have to win some road games in January and prove they're able to do that. Uh, but it's a uh, yeah, this these these are two good teams, and they're they're just in that tier of teams that it's like, man, these are good games. They're close games. I don't mm-hmm. know who's going to win any given game. And I think the the beginning, the, that divisional round of the playoffs and the first couple of rounds of the playoffs, I think this would be a lot of fun. There's a lot of teams like this that are good, and I just I don't know who's going to be there every week. You know, the, the Bills and the – uh and, and, you know, even the Browns are in that conversation and yeah. the Bengals and, and – uh I noticed you didn't say the Chiefs. We're going to have to talk about the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. Yeah, it's a strange spot right now. The Chiefs are – no, the Chiefs are just uh, not good right now. I think you're right. 2014, and they needed a late score there to get that one – that score closer, right? The 20 to 14, the Raiders defeating the Chiefs. The Raiders with swagger just like – uh, DB's staring down Patrick Mahomes after they pick him off. You know, Patrick Mahomes is like yelling at the sideline, get the whatever play call in, or that was a bad play call. I couldn't read his lips. I don't know what he was saying, but Patrick Mahomes not happy. Travis Kelsey, uh, say what you want. Maybe it's the Taylor Swift effect. I don't know. doesn't look like the same guy. They're, they are struggling right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are. And even the defense to allow those Raiders to – to do what they did in the first half and get a big lead on them because that Spagnuolo's unit in, in Kansas City had been the, the strength of the team all year. But when you see the frustration and the yeah. outward frustration on Patrick Mahomes' face, that's one thing you don't really see a lot with these Chiefs is they're the team that frustrates everybody else. And so I'm a little bit worried about those Kansas City Chiefs now at 9-6 and six with the when, when the Raiders come into your place – and beat you like that, and uh, that that was, that's a really interesting one. And by the way, Antonio Pierce might have just uh, signed himself into being the the long term coach there for the Raiders with a win like that. Yeah, I'm, this might be laughable. People might replay this and laugh in my face, but I don't think the Chiefs are a contender. I mean, it might be three weeks from now. I'm like, what an idiot Williamson was the day after Christmas to doubt this team. But you're right; they have flaws all over the place. I think the offensive tackle situation is not great. They're just short playmakers. Mahomes is didn't play great. I mean, he can't you can't just blame everybody else. He didn't play great. And I I referenced this chart I put out every Tuesday, which is just the last four weeks, everyone's EPA. It's a big graph I put out. And I've never seen this, you know, since I've known anything about EPA. But in four weeks, they're noticeably below average, the Chiefs offense. Like, wow. And the defense is just league average. But meanwhile, the Raiders D is the best in the league. Like there were some Raider fans <laughs> throwing some things at me saying, you're always hard on the Raiders D. You might need to watch them more seriously since the coaching change. And you're hundred percent right. And it's not just, Oh, they play hard and you know, they're good. I mean, they've been the best defense in the league over the last month. Yeah. It, and and look, um, they, they 
can be better personnel wise than they are. Like that's our thing. Right? We talk a lot about team building and scouting and you're coming into the season. They were light on talent. And so this, this Raiders team, especially since Antonio Pierce took over is exceeding expectations and, and outplaying yeah. where their talent level is. And can they continue that? Do, do we expect that to happen long-term? I don't know, but the way they're playing right now is good football. They just went to Kansas city and beat the chiefs. You can't argue with that at all. You cannot argue with those results. So the seven and eight Raiders, wow. Uh, they're not in the cellar in that division. They're not going to finish in the cellar in that division. And they're only two games behind the Kansas city chiefs now. And I don't expect them to catch them, but uh, it's pretty eye-opening what the Raiders have done recently. And, and this is sort of an exclamation point on their season, even if they, you know, crater the last two weeks. Pretty phenomenal job the way that is, has gone this year under Antonio Pierce, for sure. I think you give them the job and try to build on some serious momentum in the off, you know, over the offseason. And, you know, it wasn't like a three-game interim stint either. Right. You, you got to see a half a full, you know, like a half a season. That That's a lot more than what we see with some interim coaches where they get by and they have an interim bump. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, OK, he's the guy. He's got this momentum. And then you see the the long term vision, the long term plan and a full off season. Like, yeah, maybe he wasn't the guy after all. He's had the opportunity to show most of the season that he's up to snuff. And, and so I think that mm-hmm. gives you more confidence in Antonio Pierce and I, I don't think there's any way you can't give him the job at this point I agree I agree all right we got a ton more to get to here including the Cleveland Browns the Joe Flacco led Cleveland Browns uh really doing a number on the Houston Texans and uh, putting themselves in a really strong place as far as the seating goes in the AFC playoff picture all that and more coming up next Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. If you download the Game Time app, get a little special offer right now for our listeners. How about $20 off your first ticket purchase? What is Game Time? Well, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you, killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. Shouldn't be a hassle when you're buying tickets for your next big event. That's where Game Time comes in, especially if it's last minute. Up to an hour after your event starts, you can get those last minute tickets and last minute deals at Game Time. You see this the view from your seat, so you know exactly what you're getting before you buy. I love the lack of hidden fees. When I buy tickets to a big event, the hidden fees are the worst. You get all in prices at game time. You see your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without those hidden fees. couple of taps, get those tickets. They're right there on the app. You don't have to go fishing through your email once you do get to your event. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Joe Flacco just throwing up three touchdowns every week, yeah. rolling off the couch, and uh, pretty unbelievable what the Browns are doing. The defense was already in place. They just needed some competent quarterback play, especially after Deshaun Watson went down and Joe Flacco throwing some some interceptions, not quite as perfect as he was uh, what was that the first game he showed up, but giving them plenty for what they need on that offense. And Amari Cooper winning people fantasy championships over here uh 11 catches for 265 and two touchdowns for amari it's cooper the best day of any receiver all year number unbelievable. one I mean, unbelievable unbelievable like, i'm back to flipper anderson in the 1990s yeah. that went crazy <laughs> awesome. one week and i was like flipper anderson this dude's crazy and then he kind of disappears but uh uh i didn't think i was gonna be talking about flipper anderson <laughs> no today, i though. think he'd come up but 
36-22, the Browns defeat the Texans. 10-5 Browns, Texans 8-7. Some work to do the last couple of weeks. That's going to be really interesting in the South because uh, we'll talk about the Jaguars next with those Buccaneers. But, uh, man, Browns in a great spot right now and, and have some quarterback play that, man, could lead them all the way? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, if you told me. Browns are going to win this game 36-22, you know, in Houston. I would have been like, well, I'm sure the defense was great. I'm sure the Browns dominated the turnover differential, probably ran for 200 yards on the ground, were strong in the trenches. Turnovers were 2-2, two to two, and the Browns had 54 yards rushing, you know, in a game that they were winning pretty much the entire way. I mean, the Houston scored 15 fourth-quarter points that were kind of meaningless. I mean, this was the Browns from start to finish. And it was almost all Joe and Amari. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And the defense was really good. Maybe this is a tomorrow show. Like, I don't mean to ignore the mailbag tomorrow, but there's so much playoff stuff and stories that we're we're condensing this week. We might have to talk about, could Joe Flacco be the Browns starting quarterback on week one? Like, I know that makes no (laughs) financial sense, Uh, (laughs) but he's been by far their best quarterback this year. Jets fans have to be so annoyed watching this right now because oh, they have the same blueprint, the same, you know, good defense, can't figure out quarterback. Joe Flacco, who's just there, goes to the Browns in the AFC and has them at 10 and 5 right now. And, uh, man, it's also a testament to the Browns coaching staff. You know, yes. Joe didn't look this good in green. The offensive coaching staff in particular. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. no doubt. No doubt. We're a coach of the year type stuff, I, I think is, you know, Agreed. you have to start considering there with what's going on in Cleveland. Um, and, you know, the coach of the year award has kind of turned into not who's doing the best, it's who's do, done the most with the least and had the weirdest path to being good. Um, and so you have to consider yeah, the, the Browns among those. Yeah. Uh, so we mentioned the Jaguars a, a second ago. Ooh, 30 to 12. And I think this is a really interesting conversation with the Buccaneers and the Jaguars. Bucks beat the Jaguars 30 to 12. The Jags now eight and seven. The Bucks now commanding lead in the NFC South at eight and seven, really coming on strong. And the direction the seasons are going for both these quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield right now, where people are talking about him as not just this one year stopgap situation in Tampa, but what he could be long term for them. And Trevor Lawrence on the other side exits again with another injury a shoulder this time he's already dealt with the lower body injury uh the the high ankle sprain that he's playing through that he might he maybe shouldn't even be on the field because of that then he's got the concussions then it doesn't look like he's gonna play then he plays through concussion has another injury uh it's all i mean you're in the playoff hunt but yeah. I'm worried about Trevor Lawrence's future right now. He he is in a bad spot, and uh, I give him credit for trying to play through it, but he's not helping the team win right now either. I, I think he's got to sit. Yeah, they're not a good team right now. I feel confident saying that, that they're below average in pretty much all areas right now, including quarterback play, and I do think he deserves – there's there's more going on physically, I think, than we'll even know. I mean, he's struggling – but you're down 20 nothing at the half. I mean, you, you've had no running game for a long time. Receivers are dropping like flies, as of the offensive line. Like, what looked like a good supporting cast around Lawrence now looks way overrated, to be honest with you. Mayfield's been great. Um, I think you got to consider giving him some kind of deal, a two-year deal or something along those lines, and at least having him in the mix. Mike Evans con- continues to be highly productive. 
And I think the Bucks are the team all of us want to see out of the South. And they actually have a winning record now. I mean, they're going way different direction than Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And going yeah. kind of in a different direction than some of those uh, NFC South teams are too. But uh, yeah, so uh, Baker Mayfield, good on him. Uh, he's had a really mm-hmm. good season, kind of a quietly really good season. I don't know what the future holds for coaches, quarterbacks uh, in Tampa, but um, right now they are earning, they're earning it. And uh, they're going to be playing in January for sure. Deep into January. Yeah, it looks like it. Well, at least yeah. second week of January. <laughs> right. No, but they're a fun team. And I, it, I don't know what the Jack- South now is. The, is the AFC South the new NFC South? You know what I mean? Like just a laughable division? It's They're all losing left and right too. It's it's weird. I, I, <laughs> today, so eight and seven, right? Buccaneers, Jaguars, Texans, Colts. Mm-hmm. I would take the Buccaneers. I think I would too. Yeah. I definitely would. Yeah. I think I would. They're getting the best combination of top to bottom play plus quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playmakers, right. solid quarterback. Yeah. 100%. How about this one? I just have one note on this game because, and I, I, too, I, congratulations, Bears fans. My reserve, my reverse jinx on the Bears is is really my jinx plus reverse jinx. Either way, I do it is uh, is strong right now because if I pick, if I start to believe in the Bears and Justin Fields at all, they crater. If I pick against the Bears, they win almost every single time that happens. Six and nine Bears now, twenty seven sixteen Chicago Bears win over the Cardinals, and you know those are both teams that are in the bottom half of the league right now. So it shouldn't be a surprise that the Bears win at home against the Arizona Cardinals. But I thought there was an interesting quote here from Justin Fields. Uh, during the postgame press conference, uh, Fields told reporters that he wasn't concerned about the Cardinals' defensive line because they're just not fast enough. So Fields just told his offensive lineman, look, don't hold. <laughs> don't hold. I don't want one of these things where I make a big play and then there's a holding and it calls it back. Don't hold. If a defensive lineman gets by you, I am faster than that person and they can't catch me, so don't worry about it. I'll get away. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I, I've never really heard a quarterback put it that way. It's like, line, don't hold. If you get beat, it's okay. I'm going to make a play. And he did. So good on fields. He had that scouting report correct. And it just kind of goes to show you how under-talented the, the defensive side of the ball is for the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously have the, some roster work to do. And, uh, yeah, the the Bears, uh, I just thought that was a great quote. I wanted to get to that one. 27-16 win for the Bears over the cards. Yeah, that's hilarious. I hadn't heard that till just now, and I don't think he's wrong. I mean, it's – uh, two things. I mean, Fields is is an unbelievable athlete and ran for almost 100 yards. And him and Herbert went all, all well over 200 between the two of them. Big play by Komet. I just think the state of the Bears is really good right now. Their defense has been one of the best in the leagues of late. You know, truly one of the top ones. Arizona is just light on horses, and this offseason could go a long way for the Cardinals. But got to play out the string here, and I feel like the Bears would win this game nine out of ten times. A few more notes here on the Week 16 schedule. I'm going to go back to Monday and the Philadelphia Eagles that did defeat the New York Giants 33-25. But, you know, I think for Eagles fans, that game is a little too close. And the, the there's we, we talked about how the, there's something wrong with the Chiefs. It's not quite as, as bad, I think, with the Eagles. But something's weird there with the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And, and I don't have a lot of confidence with the way they're playing in the second half of this season going into the playoffs. I don't either, and I will give the Giants some credit. I mean, they're still fighting, uh, not quite to the Raiders level, but, I mean, it, it looks like he's a, a good coach that won Coach of the Year last year that is keeping this team competitive. 
I, I think moving on to Tyrod Taylor is better for the team, and this DeVito story is a thing of the past, so be it. But the Giants have been respectable when they weren't for a while this year. But you're right. I mean, I don't think any of us are blown away with the Eagles. Could they put it all together? Maybe, but I think they have back seven issues galore. And frankly, I think Hertz isn't quite as good as he was a week ago. And I liked how we said it last week that I don't think this version of the Eagles is as good as last year's version. And last year's version played the easiest schedule in the league. And this one playing one of the hardest. So you get this and they're in a rough stretch right now. Uh, one thing we do have to do is congratulate Matt, the Detroit lions Oh yeah, how about that first season? And you know, we're we're talking about a team that does in our lifetimes haven't won a lot of playoff games, right? So this is a team that no. you know to win divisions, to be in the playoffs, to be in the position that the Lions are right now, eleven and four after beating the Minnesota Vikings, thirty to twenty four. Vikings are in a tough spot fighting for their playoff lives right now. Um, Nick Mullins four <laughs> interceptions at quarterback, uh, but congrats to the Lions and he's even getting they're even getting congratulations from guys who don't speak a lot like Barry Sanders and and Calvin Johnson. So uh, yeah, good season so far for the uh, for the Detroit Lions. Congrats there. Yeah, I was twenty years old in nineteen ninety three when they were last time they won what was then called the North or was then called the Central. I think so. They've never won this division as titled as it is. They're a really good offense. They're really diverse. Gibbs is really impressive. Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams looks like he's become a valuable contributor. But Minnesota, I mean, 17 yards rushing. Yikes. And since Cousins got hurt, if anyone wants to do the homework or has it handy, there can't be anyone even close to the Vikings in terms of quarterback turnovers. I mean, all the Dobbs fumbles and interceptions, four picks by Mullins. Like, I, I bet their head coach is losing his marbles. Like, can anyone protect the football at all? How about this? In a weird year where no one statistically is going out and grabbing it, Kirk Cousins for MVP. <laughs> There's some something to be said for that, yeah. Like, certainly certainly Vikings fans, Vikings coaches – Certainly seeing the the V, the value of uh, of Kirk Cousins right about now. And again, offseason stuff. But if I'm them, yeah. assuming his re- rehab's going fine, I think I just work out a two-year deal with him or something. And now Hawkinson's hurt. Addison's hurt. I kind of want to see the Packers, Rams, certainly the Rams, over the Vikes. I'm kind of rooting for them to be out. Well, I think it's going to happen. I think it's a collection yeah. in, in there. So. <laughs> Uh, more on that, more on the playoffs, more on week 16, looking ahead to week 17. Your questions as well on tomorrow's episode at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Drop a question in the YouTube comments as well. Make sure you are subscribed up there and everywhere you get your podcast, Matt and I. Back tomorrow, Peacock and Williamson.